girl, it is not just in your head. With every year that passes, we get a little bit older and it becomes increasingly difficult to make new friends. And who can blame us, right? Our babies demand our time, our partners demand our attention, and we become hyper-focused on advancing in our personal careers. So when are we supposed to find time to hang out with Jill and Jane and brunch all day? And when are we supposed to be in opportune spaces to meet new women that we vibe with? It feels impossible. And although our environment changes and our priorities shift, I have to tell you, sometimes it's our own fault. At the risk of sounding super life coachy, it's often our mindsets that get in the way of us enjoying and experiencing rich new friendships. So today, I'm going to tell you the top seven lies that you believe that are getting in your way of making new friends, and then I'll tell you how to break them. You're tuned in to Give It A Rest, the podcast, where we're giving tough love truths for the sisterhood. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, certified friendship expert and author of the book, Give It A Rest, The Case for Tough Love Friendships. And when it comes to misunderstandings and complications within our female friendships, I am here to help you through it. Before I unpack the seven lies that you believe that are keeping you from making new friends, I want to welcome a ton of new listeners who found the Give It A Rest podcast from the NBC News article titled, I Hired a Friendship Coach to Make Friends and Here's What Happened. As soon as that article was released, I noticed an influx of client requests and podcast listeners, and I'm so grateful for it. So welcome. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you know that episode one covers how to make friends as an adult. And while I walk through different things that you can do to meet new people and make new friends, today's episode is really going to unpack the things that you believe, thoughts that you really hold as true that are stopping you from enjoying rich friendships with new women. So let's get into it. Line number one, I just don't have time. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this, not only from clients, but my own friends and women I meet on the street. I don't have time for friends. In my experience, this really comes from millennial women. It also comes from women who are either super ambitious and involved in their work or women who are overwhelmed by all the time that's demanded of them from their kids, from their families. And it doesn't matter the context. It doesn't matter your situation. That's a lie, my friend. Okay, there's way too much research nowadays that clearly connects our friendships and our social networks to our physical, emotional, and mental health. So this is not just fluffy talk, but there's tons of research behind it. And I'm going to be sure to include that in the most recent article on Give It A Rest Movement um, in our article section to walk you through exactly what that research looks like. But what I will tell you is this, too oftentimes in the same breath, I hear women talk about how lonely they are and how they yearn for connection with another woman and also talk about how they just don't have the time to invest in cultivating those friendships. Do you see the problem there? One uh, misunderstanding that we have is that friendship is a luxury, a nice to have instead of a need to have. And because of that, we tend to push friendship into the margins of our lives, meaning if there's time left over from being with our family, going to work, sending the emails, you know, having our self-care, then we'll make time for friends. But it cannot work that way. 
And I want you to kind of open your mind here for a second and receive this thought. Your friendships have to be a priority just as much as your job, just as much as your relationships uh, that are romantic, just as much as everything else. Because it costs too much if you don't invest in them. So the first lie that you're believing that's getting in the way is that you don't have time. Uh, one research study that I will go into right now, um, and again, you can find the rest in our article on giveitarestmovement.com. There was a study done by the University of Kansas. And if you've been following my work for a while, you know that I, this is one of my favorites, right? So I, I like to uh, hit you with this one because it kind of is like a what the heck kind of moment. <laughs> the University of Kansas did a study a couple years ago where they tried to quantify how many hours it takes to really build friendships. They found that it takes 50 hours, five zero, to feel like somebody's a familiar associate. It takes 90 hours to feel like somebody is a close friend. And it takes 200 hours to feel like somebody is your best friend. And I know that might sound ridiculous, but sometimes I joke that I wonder if we could see a timestamp on our foreheads, right? Like a little, a little clock. And we could visualize clocking hours if we'd be more intentional about investing time. So if we could see, oh gosh, I've only invested 34 hours. You know, we got to schedule a coffee date this weekend because... I'm trying to get some close friends. I wonder if we could almost see it if we would put friendship first. So the number one lie that you're believing is that you don't have time because you do have time and because not making time is going to cost you. The second lie that you're believing that's costing you new friendships is it's harder for me to make friends because I'm an introvert. Let me tell you how that's not true. It kind of goes back to the support that I gave for lie number one. It just requires hours to make friends, not necessarily tons of social events. The two are not mutually exclusive. So if you're believing that you have to be in big groups to increase your chances, to increase your probability of making new friends, then allow me to um, bust that myth right now. It's about the hours that you invest. So if you have it in your mind, if you have this ingrained belief that you need tons of bodies to see, to mingle with, to interact with in order to cultivate and manifest friendships from them, it doesn't work that way. Instead, I would encourage you to find one or two women who you kind of vibe with and you like on the surface and you share enough similarities and be intentional about investing time with those women because that's where friendships come from, repeated exposure. And you can't do that if you're necessarily going to tons of parties and brunches and things like that, but you're still walking away without having invested quality, meaningful time in one, two, three select women. So I challenge you to Release that idea that if you don't see a lot of women, then you have low chances of making friends because the opposite might be true. Line number three that you're believing that's stopping you from making new friends is that other women are too different. So let's say you do walk into a room full of women or you're in some kind of book club, specifically virtually nowadays, right? And you start getting in a conversation with a woman. As soon as you hear a little bit from her and you make up your mind that, ah, she's too different. You've cut yourself off from opportunity. Have you considered that the next best friend you make might be a lot richer than you or a lot poorer than you or a lot older than you or a lot girlier than you? 
I use these as examples because oftentimes as soon as we discover a person's political leanings or her interests that vary too wildly, too greatly from ours, then we make a calculated decision. Oh, okay, this isn't going to work. We don't have anything in common. You may not have children and find that she has children and find yourself tempted to say, oh, ugh, she's too, you know, too momish, which I totally get and take no offense to. But what if that woman is super loyal and hilarious and a great all around friend? Don't remove yourself from opportunities because the superficial stuff is not common ground. Find a way to be intentional about discovering common ground and then push toward more profound things, the things that count and see if you share those in common. If you do, you may have just connected yourself with a woman who could be your friend for a lifetime. Line number four that you're believing that's stopping you from making new friends is she already has her friend group. Now, you know what I'm talking about. You see pictures of this woman on Instagram or it's a woman in your office who seems pretty cool, but every time you see her, she's already with her established group. Sometimes we'll see that and think, oh, there's no space for me. And while I'm certainly not suggesting that you find a way to push yourself into this large, established, 10-year-long friend group, I don't want you to cut off the opportunity to connect with a woman because you see that she, quote-unquote, already has friends. There is always room. There is always, always room. I want you to say that with me. There is always room. Okay, because the sooner you believe that, the more you're going to see the doors open. And I do want to throw this out there, too, and not to be shady, but to kind of air out a truth that we don't often say just because you're seeing her hang out with those women every day and they're always on the boat together and brunching together does not mean she is close to those women. It means she sees them a lot. It means that maybe they have a history, but it doesn't necessarily mean they share platonic intimacy, which is something I talked about in the most recent episode. So don't discourage yourself by writing off the opportunity. She may already have friends and guess what? There is space for one more. The next lie you're believing that's getting in the way of you making new friends is that you have missed your window. I coached a client last week who said something about Um, not being able to help looking around and comparing her few friendships to the women who have uh, friendships with the women they've known since college, since high school. Now, let me say, I think that is a beautiful, special thing to have these 20-year friendships, okay? There's nothing like them. But if you're believing that you're getting too old to have something like what you see, you are cutting yourself off from the blessing of rich friendships, When I wrote my book, Give It a Rest, The Case for Tough Love Friendships, I interviewed a group of elderly women. So I would often write at a local bookstore and I would see the same women every Saturday morning who were crocheting together. And these women were maybe in their 60s, 70s, some 80 years old. And they only had that knitting group for maybe the past two years. And women had come and gone. But a lot of them had cultivated the friendships just within weeks of being in that group. And when I asked them individually what brought them to the group, they said things like, you know, I recently lost my husband or my kids moved away and they took my grandkids or some other kind of crazy life altering situation. These women are in their 70s and they are enjoying the fruitfulness of female friendship. 
So if they're in their 70s and they've discovered new blossoming friendships that are really adding these value to their lives, then who are you to believe it's too late for you? So if you have been held captive by the thought that you have missed your chance at growing something new and long lasting, let me be the friend who comes alongside you and tells you, girl, there is plenty of time. Have you ever been the new kid, whether it's at work or when you were school age, and you secretly prayed that on your first day, a woman would come alongside you and show you the ropes? We all need that friend, and that's why I'm so glad that TheAnjaliNair.com exists. This is a website dedicated to helping Fezzi women, women from Southeast Asia, on their journey toward acclimating to American life and American culture. And here's the best part, that it really could be for anybody who's new to the area. So if you're new to the U.S. or specifically new to Florida and trying to figure out ways and norms and styles so that you could kind of fit in and make new friends, then you should visit TheAnjaliNair.com. That's V-A-N-J-A-L-I-N-A-I-R. AnjaliNair.com. She's the wing woman that we all need. Next lie that you might be believing that's keeping you from experiencing the joy of new friendships is other girls don't like me. A few months ago, I hosted an event where I gathered a bunch of women in St. Pete, Florida, and we were talking about uh, the complexities of female friendship. And a lot of women were, were very vulnerable and talking about some of the hangups that they have and heartaches that they've experienced. And there was one woman who said, well, when I walk into a room, women just don't like me. I don't care what the situation is, work, a party, something like this, but women just don't like me. And I get it. And she proceeded to list a a few of her reasons for why she thinks that women are put off by her. And here's the thing. I'm not here to argue with her to say whether or not it's true. There might be just based on just fact and numbers. Yes, there's a possibility that there are some women who dislike you. But if you're walking around assuming that every woman you meet is not going to gravitate toward you because of whatever reason, she's hating on you, she's jealous. Um, Another one I hear is that you don't share a lot of stereotypically girly interests, so therefore a woman can't get close to you. If you're walking around with that block, do you already see how you're getting in your own way? And I feel like I don't have to kind of make the connection for you. You're you're smart. Um, If I walk into a room and every time I look a woman in the eyes, my brain says, yep, she's not going to like you then I automatically just put up this wall that does not allow her to like me because subconsciously my behavior is going to match that mindset. I'm not going to make an attempt to have a conversation with her. I'm not going to follow up and say, hey, we should grab coffee if I'm telling myself she's not going to like you. So for whatever those reasons are, if you're one of the women who believes the lie that women just don't like you, I'm going to ask you to release that thought today because if you are a fun and friendly person, who is supportive and who enjoys a good time and enjoys good conversation, then naturally women want to cling to you. That attracts other people. So please stop cutting off your blessing of rich friendships by making up your potential friends' minds before they get a chance to know you. And that leads us to the final lie, which is once they get to know me, 
they probably won't like me. So this is kind of like a reverse thought of the previous slide, which is, oh, they probably won't like me upon meeting. But I recently coached someone who said that if she's being honest with herself, something that gets in the way when she meets new people is imposter syndrome, feeling like, oh, they might like me at first, but once they get to know me, they probably won't like the real me. And I don't know if you believe that thought, I don't know what your personal barrier is right now. I don't know whatever that emotional baggage is or that complex is that you're holding on to that you're thinking would be reason enough for somebody to not want to get to know you. I'm just here to say that I don't want you blocking potential for rich friendships because you believe that once she discovers something, she will leave. Let me tell you this, that is possible. Let's just start with the real truth. It is possible that once somebody gets to know you, they no longer like you. I'm sure it's happened to me. No one's ever sent me a memo formally announcing it, but I'm sure I've met women who I thought were great. And the reason they faded off is because for whatever reason, they no longer enjoyed my company. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't, but you know, people (laughs) are entitled to their opinions. But if you're thinking that there's these experiences you have or these flaws that you have that would turn people off, May I bring you some sigh of relief by letting you know that we all do and the best people stick around in spite of even better people think it makes you who you are and even like you for your flaws. So I know that in my opinion, that might be some therapeutic work that comes along with that. And I always try to stay in my lane of coaching and not operating as a psychologist or a therapist. So I'll just leave that there by saying, if that's you and this particular point strikes a nerve. Can you sit with that a little bit this week and think about the things that are going on in your past or in your present that you think make you unworthy of friendship and work toward finding ways to maybe build some affirmations around that to remind yourself that you certainly are worthy of having new friendships. So as we close, I'll leave you with this. If you're one of those women who has the dream of standing in line at the coffee shop and striking up a conversation with the woman in front of you and you discover she's hilarious, she thinks you're hilarious, and you share all these secrets with her and she just gets it, that's totally possible. Meeting somebody tomorrow that you become best friends with forever is totally possible. But it is not going to happen unless you are willing to do the mental labor of unpacking the lies that you hold about making friends. Because not only will it stop you from creating new friendships, it will get in the way of you enjoying established relationships. So I encourage you to listen to this episode once more, make a little mental checklist of the ones that apply to you the most, and then do the work to completely obliterate those lies so that they're not standing in your way anymore. And if you need a little help with doing that, this is where friendship coaching comes in. It's one of the things that we do. So you can meet me over at giveitarestmovement.com where we offer full coaching sessions and give you tangible action steps, like things you can do immediately to begin experiencing richer friendships. And once we're in those sessions, once I realize that it more so requires a mental health professional because we're unpacking some other things and and mindsets and complexes that are getting in the way, I have a list of therapists and psychologists that I really believe in who can help you do the work and come alongside and we can all work together as a dream team. If you have one particular friendship issue that's very pressing, like drama is unfolding right now as you listen to this, and you need somebody to talk it out with, we also have vent sessions available. 
They are super affordable. They're 20 minutes and they're designed to help you vent, to get it off your chest when nobody else seems qualified to listen. So you can't talk to your kids because that's just weird. You can't talk to other friends about your friendship issue because you feel like it'll cause drama or they'll misunderstand you as being petty if you're talking about um, a mutual friend. You can't talk to your parents because sometimes they feel far removed from the situation and sometimes your partner just doesn't get it. Have you ever noticed that about friendship issues? So that's what Uh, the vent sessions are designed for, for you to get it out with somebody who will just listen. So I'm here to root for you. I'm encouraging you to do the work because we need each other and we need our friendships. today's episode was helpful for you, I'd love for you to come tell me about it over on the Facebook group called the Give It A Rest Podcast After Party. You can also hear me run my mouth and give other unsolicited advice regarding your friendships on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson, formerly at Girl Give It A Rest. So now I have switched my handle and would love to see you over there. And as always, you can listen to more episodes and read some of our research-based articles over at giveitarestmovement.com. I can't wait to see you over there. Thank you.